0: Welcome to the Care Exchange, the skills for your podcast for managers and social care. I'm Pierre Raftair-Burton. And I'm Wendy Adams. Today we have Joanne Wilson on the podcast. She is the registered manager of the Royal British Legion Nursing Home, Galena's House in Warwickshire. This is outstanding rated home, uh, supporting 102 veterans and offering a community day service as well. And Joanne has about 300 staff. Joanne has been a nurse for 38 years
1: and she's a Queen's nurse. She's been the registered manager at Golanus House for 20 years. Joanne has recently been awarded an MBE for services to veterans.
0: So looking forward to chatting to Joanne and we hope you enjoy the episode. (music) Welcome to the Care Exchange, Joanne.
2: Thank Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Yeah.
0: We really, we really look forward to, to talking to you um, and we heard there in the introduction that you're really recently being awarded an MBE Bucking Charles. How exciting. Um, it was It was
2: really great. Yeah.
0: yeah. What were you awarded for?
2: Uh, i was actually awarded the queen's new year's honors in 22 um right. for services to veterans so i work for the british legion okay. uh, and i've worked there for 20 years now um and it was just in recognition of this and also it's not just a one person thing it's about the team as well so um i i accept it on behalf of my team yeah
0: so how, how do you become awarded do you know
2: uh, well I, the, the legion actually nominated me um and it's quite a process apparently i didn't even know it was going to happen so when the envelope actually dropped through the door it was it was a real surprise um but the, the, for for with for others the legion nominate you and then it goes through a sort of a selection process in the Legion and then it goes to right. the the sort of cabinet office. So I think it takes some time. It's not a five minute job, um, but it was a fantastic surprise when it came through. And it's one of those things you open the envelope and you think me, is that is yeah. sure that's right? You know, look at the envelope yeah. again. And um, so it's been fantastic. And I think, um, you know, also it was really great because um, we, I, myself I took my deputy with me uh, we went to sort of quite a few things around the the Queen's Jubilee which was fantastic mm. um, and then um, obviously I think with COVID they were just catching up and hence why we just actually physically got the award and that was from the King so that was a great honour yeah Absolutely. What, what difference do you think it makes having an MBE? Have you- um, I don't really know. I, don't, I mean, for our day-to-day work, it doesn't make a huge di- difference because we do what we do. Um, but I think it's really nice. Um, particularly, I think that year, I think I was the only care home manager that was recognised. So, for me, it's all about that recognition of the work that we do. Um, and it's not only caring for veterans, it, it's that work within social care. Um, and anything we can do to elevate the voice, the, you know, the picture, the sort of what people's consideration of social care is. Anything we can do is going to be fantastic. So I'm going to use it and I have used it over the last little while. You know, I don't use it all the time, but occasionally it's good to put it on the end of your name, particularly when you're doing something where you want people to notice, and and they do. Um, So for for me, it's about using it for the good of the sort of the industry that we work in. Yeah, so about raising the profile. Absolutely, yeah. Raising awareness, raising the profile. And actually for people to think, gosh, you know, in social care you can get an MBE. Um, I think it's fantastic and I think, you know, uh, as an industry, we should be, you know, there are, there are loads of fantastic people out there working in social care and we should be really putting their names forward. I know Deborah Sturdy is a great advocate of, you know, doing things and getting people's awards, you know, all all the things now and I think we are getting slightly better but let's put more people forward because there's a huge amount of people in social care, um, in you know, in, in all the aspects of social care that actually should get recognised for the fantastic work they do. Yeah.
0: But I suppose it's about you know knowing that that's what you can do.
2: Yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, you
0: know, so you know if you're sitting there a, uh, you know listening yeah. to this and you're thinking, well, I work with somebody who is amazing. Yeah, um, that don't necessarily need, need to be another manager. Think about, well, yeah. is this something that we can we can
2: absolutely afforded? this and and also um, Deborah Sturdy has the the awards, the gold, the silver award. Yeah nominate people for that because you know it's about recognition, it's about saying we're here and we're doing a really great job. I, I've been qualified as a nurse a long time now, back in the middle eighties. Um, and you know that it, it's changed dramatically since then. Um, and I never thought as a sort of newly qualified nurse that you could achieve what you can achieve, but actually there's huge, I mean there are challenges and there are struggles within the NHS and without the NHS. But actually, the things that we can achieve are fantastic now and the opportunities yeah. that we've got.
0: You mentioned Deborah Sturdy a couple of times now. Just if you haven't heard of her, can you tell me who she
2: is? Yeah, she's the chief nurse for social care, and it's a recent appointment in the last couple of years. Um, because again, we didn't have anybody; we didn't have a voice in government, really. Uh, you know, and even to have you know health and social care, when people remember to put the social care bit on it, yeah, it's great because it hasn't happened for such a long time. And and you know, I've I've done lots of speaking and different things, and sort so of said we were the Cinderella service because we were there you know we probably didn't get a good rap we you know people always considered social care to be something that you did and they had that sort of thing where they you know do you what do you do well I'm a manager of a care home and they put their head on one side and go oh Hmm. that's nice you know (laughs) and actually it's a fantastic job but it's a really challenging job Um, and you know the people that work in social care the nurses that work in social care they think on their feet all the time they are working autonomously they're making huge uh, decisions huge amounts of responsibility and I think slowly that's being recognized now and that's a fantastic thing
0: yeah and those awards you're talking about they're just not they're not just for nurses are they they are no, for they're anybody, for anybody in social yeah. care
2: you know and um, I always say in this same I mean I've got a big home 101 beds and I've got just under 300 staff you know we're only as good as our weakest member of staff, it's about everybody. No one person is indispensable, and no one person is. It's all about them. It's it's about us all working together, um, and everybody has a part to play. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So the other thing that you've been involved with, and I know it's a few few years ago, but you're part of a documentary for Channel Four, weren't you? Yeah. Um, and you know, tell us a bit about what what was that about? What was that, What was well? I think um,
2: again, you know, dementia care has come on. In leaps and bounds, you know, from being something that people didn't even really talk about 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, I worked with David Sheard, who was part of Dementia Care Matters for many years. Um, and we adopted that butterfly approach that he really brought into being. And it was all about being and emotions and um, going with the person um, and He was working, uh, Channel 4 approached him and he was working, uh, it was a three documentary series Um, and he spoke to me and and we were able to do the actual sort of care home part of that and it was a real honour to do it because I think, again, it was one of those things that, you know, people only hear bad things in the news, it's always the doom and gloom stories Um, and, you know, care homes widely are reflected as people in slippers shuffling about with a Zimmer frame drinking a cup of tea and actually... Care home life is not like that. It's about living and being. Um, so they they actually filmed over a year um, and it was, you know, it was interesting to be part of that process. Um, and I think what what came out of it at the end of it, to us was just normal life. This is how it is. But actually was was hugely, um, you know, we, we top trended on Twitter, which I didn't really do Twitter at the time then. So I was like, oh gosh, what does this mean? Um, <laughs> but to us, it was just like, That's what we do. It's just our day-to-day stuff. So, so it's just about life, really. It's about working with people that know the person who's living with dementia, um, finding out as much about them as we possibly can, about our work being based on activity and and sort of life skills and just living a normal life um, and being occupied. And that if people are um, showing you behaviours, it's what is behind that behaviour. We don't take it at face value. We think, what's that tra- person trying to tell us? How can we help this, that person's care? Um, and we don't always get it right first time, but we, we work really hard with people to make it a really happy place where people can live. And I hope that that's what we sort of demonstrated to people. Mm,
1: that's yeah. really interesting. and And I... I haven't heard of it being referred to as the butterfly model. Um, so, what sort of things, and in a very practical way, what sort of things do the staff do
2: that is different using this this model? Well, we we try to say we don't have an empty lap so people have always got something that they can pick up and do so they can be occupied with something. and it doesn't have to be a really complicated or um, challenging thing you know we had um, a, a lady that used to be a nurse and she had a first aid kit which we used to empty out every day and she used to tidy up uh, you know bandages to roll medicine pots to wash it's little simple things like that we had another lady who had had 13 children and her day was a busy busy day um, so we risk assessed we got her on ironing board and she used to iron she loved ironing and putting stuff away so it's simple things, but it's all about knowing the person and where they are at that time in their journey um, and then getting something that's appropriate for them. Um, so, it, so again, it's not rocket science. It, it doesn't cost a fortune. It's simple things out there. Um, and I think one of the things that we do uh, – Quite well, and we've really worked on over the years. Is that we, you know, it's hard for um, somebody to put their loved one into care because you're handing over your most precious thing in life. Um, and I always say that, you know, if if somebody's life is a meter, we know. Ten centimeters of it, you know. They know the rest, and it's working with them. And actually, it gives them a focus as well because they're sharing things with us. And sometimes it's the little things that make the biggest difference. So it's really about learning together um, and making the, the loved one, the relative, the friends, the family, still part of the care that is given. So if they want to come in and help us, that that's absolutely fine. If the person wants to go out, that again, that's absolutely fine. They live here with our support, and it's not, you know, it's not about us managing their lives or controlling it. It's about us enabling their lives.
1: And it sounds like that's a real culture Thing. that's not just about implementing a, a process or a, a model
2: but it's about a real culture change and getting all of the staff on board with you it is how, how did you do that I think we do it because we live it so it's about us doing it to the staff as well you know it's not we, you can't just come in and give and then go away and it does not matter we have to you have to know your staff really well as well and we've worked with some people myself and my deputy have both been here 20 years which so we're quite an established management um, group um, but it's about knowing your staff as well and knowing if they're having a tough time, um, you know, if they're struggling for whatever reason. But I mean, particularly during the pandemic, we had to be really mindful that it was tough. You know, we kind of locked down and this was our little community, but actually they were going home to the same thing and and really just looking after them. Um, and I always say, if we can look after each other, then we can look after the people we care for. Um, so it is, This is that whole culture thing that, you know, and sometimes we have to challenge people or people come with different ideas. Um, and sometimes that's a good thing because a fresh pair of eyes brings you know, a new perspective. But I think it's about really believing and living and that continuity of, of what you want it to, to look and feel and uh, be like. Mm. Mm. It's,
0: it's really interesting. Um, and I suppose if you're not, for whatever reason, able to kind of implement everything, but some of those things, even if you're I don't know, managing a learning disability service, or it, yeah. it's about having really understanding the people that you're supporting and really getting
2: them isn't it it is yeah and, and making you know what what you're offering to them or you know your challenge to them be appropriate for them so you know not everybody wants to sit in, a, sit in a game of bingo or sing you know the white cliffs of dover we've moved on from that yeah. um and it's about introducing things so many times families will come and say oh they you know they used to do gardening well, they still can do gardening. and They just need a bit of support. We might need to adapt our approach. So it's all about people finding out about that person and then just adapting it slightly or providing it in a different way. That still means something. To that person can still stimulate them in a way, and they, and also that sense of purpose for the person. And, and even if they've got dementia or a learning difficulty, um, you know, still to be able to achieve something and do something, or get to the end of something, or enjoy the process. I mean, we we do a lot of baking, and the cakes may not look great, but actually the process has been fantastic, and that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We see that. The other, the other thing you're involved with um, is um, the Social Care Nursing Advisory Council. Um, can you tell us what that is?
2: Yeah, it's quite a new thing, and it's still sort of in its um, being formed. So again, Deborah Sturdy, um, with the ICBS that were formed, um, and there's 42 across the country. Uh, social care didn't really have a voice; it was very NHS-led. Um, and actually, if you look at a you know, an ICB, there's a huge amount of social care happening and it's not just care homes. It can be domiciliary services. It can be abnormal nurse services. It's huge. I mean, the range is, as you know, is is great. So it's about actually us having a voice because if decisions are being made within an ICB, that ultimately affect what we're doing. We need to be in there. We need to be at the table saying, well, actually we've got this great idea or how have you thought about this? Or actually if we had funding for this, it could make this better. So there are 42 chairs um, and we are actually going through um, a leadership programme with the France Nightingale Foundation, which is fabulous, I have to say. Um, And then it will be working with the chief nursing officer within the ICB um, and us forming those councils of people that work in social care um, and then coming together really. So it's about our priorities and our challenges and, and those of the, the chief nurse and actually how we can sort of look for similarities, how we can work together, you know, if, if we have got challenges that oppose each other, how we can find some common ground through that. Um, and I think if you look at some of the challenges that we've got in the NHS at the moment, you know, particularly that we had over Christmas, if we could get social care sorted out a little bit better, some of that would disappear, mm-hmm. you know, more timely discharges, stopping people from going to hospital in the first place, so better out of hours provision, um, you know, really supporting um, nurses and people in care home with support um, so that people, the residents don't have to go into hospital. It's not their only option. Um, You know, there's a a plan B that they can be looked after in their own home. Um, So, there's lots of different things. I mean, you know, where do we start and where do we end? It's huge. Um, And every ICB will have its own particular challenges. So, it's a really, really good uh, initiative and and I'm really excited to be part of it.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess that there's some managers sitting listening today who might be thinking, well, either I am a nurse and that sounds really exciting and I'd love to be more involved with my ICB um, or I'm, I'm not a nurse. I'm a registered manager. Um, is it still appropriate for me to be involved? And how do I make that link with
2: my local ICBs? Have you got any advice yeah. for people about that? I mean, I think everybody's voice is really important and I think there's lots of avenues how we can get into that. So, I think that the, the, the- the councils are gonna be about 10 people. So it's not gonna be huge, but the idea of it being 10 people is that you actually get stuff done. You know, you can have a, a good and meaningful conversation and then move things on. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of avenues for inroads into those. So, you know, if um, I, I actually still, I chair the Register Manager Skills for Care Network and my deputies on the deputies forum. So again, that's, that's areas that people can feed in. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be nurses to feed in that, but there will be lots of avenues to do that not all of the um icbs i don't think have got chairs at the moment but when they do i know that that will be published and i think i would encourage people to get in contact with the chair of the of the social care network uh, councils because i think it's they are going to be hopefully really powerful but i think everybody's voice um and some people you know you, you're gonna have great ideas out there and you may not be a nurse you may it doesn't really matter it's about your challenges and how we can help you sort of solve those or even how we can give them a voice yeah
0: so i suppose you when you're in your you know you're just working away you're seeing all these faults in the system and you perhaps i don't know might, might voice them to the person that you know where but that doesn't go anywhere but yeah. this is, is an opportunity to really kind of look at a whole system you know what What's working? So when you have somebody in hospital and they need to be discharged, what mm. what what process? What's the barriers? What the things yeah. that actually is unnecessary or or is not working for whatever reason? Because some nobody's looked at it from the social care perspective.
2: Absolutely, and and I think everybody out there will probably have an example of that. You know, an example of when. perhaps not wanting to send somebody in but that's been the only option at that time particularly out of hours and you know sunday night what do people do um and i think also we've had the sort of problems where somebody's gone in for a legitimate reason it's hellishly difficult to get them out sometimes Mm. but we know that actually being in their own home is the best place. So I think what we need to do um, is is really encourage people to have that voice, you know, voice those challenges that you've got, voice those difficulties um, and let's work together now. This is a real time, it's not about who works for who and if it's a private company or not, it's not about that now. It's about social care. It's It's about let us be a voice for the people that we look after and care for and support.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've mentioned ICB a few times just in case you have never don't know what that means. Could you explain it?
2: Yeah, so um, last year really, um, as we used to be all you know devolved into CCGs, that's that sort of changed into now, um, into ICBs and the name just come out of my head. It's integrated, integrated care boards, integrated care boards. Yeah. um, and so that's at the higher level integrated yeah. care boards, and then there's various things that come below that, so it, it really pins it down at a Sort of place based level, so your local locality. There's 42 across the country, and that's how it's been divided um, in in Wales, but not in Scotland. Um, And they are still in their infancy, they came in sort of July, August time last year, so they're still in their infancy. So I think it's a really good time that we're not, you know, we're not coming to the table three years later, we're still really, while they're still forming their ideas. Um, And, you know, I think the great thing about this is that it's because it's going to be um, sort of filtered down to different areas. Every area has got their own issues. You know, I, I'm sort of looking after uh, Warwickshire and Coventry. And even within that, you know, there are areas, affluence, and there are quite poor areas with completely different social um, challenges and um inequalities. Um, and it's about recognising all of that within your area and, and bringing that forward. So, it, it's a really great opportunity and it's, I, I'm really excited by it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's challenging for a lot of managers, isn't it, because it's very easy to get caught up in the hamster wheel of what you're doing yeah. within the four walls of your own organisation yeah. um, and forget that actually there is all of this strategic work that will impact on the service you're providing um, happening in your local area, not not at a national level, but actually happening in your local area that
2: that you might want to be part of. Absolutely, and I think it's um, you know I think it's really important nowadays that we've been given this opportunity. So we do take the opportunity because I think if we don't, we'll probably lose it, and, and you know it, it'll just get lost in the mire of everything else or all, all the other stuff that's going on. Um, so I think it is really important. And I think, yeah, you're right. You know, we have busy, busy days with lots of challenges within your own community and workforce. Um, so it is difficult sometimes to see the wood for the trees. But I think sometimes we just have to take a breath and look at the bigger picture because it, it does influence what we do. And, you know, and if we can influence it for the better it's going to make everybody's lives easier you know we we all know that re- recruitment and retention is a real issue um, but actually if we can raise the profile so that it, it becomes um, an attractive career option to people and even within you know health and social care there are a huge amount of jobs that people can have it's not just about being a nurse or even being a carer there are huge amounts of jobs so it's really about uh, letting people know that letting people nearly know the value of what we do because every day we make a difference to somebody's lives even in the worst days that you have you have made a difference to somebody and that's huge um and if you've ever been on the other end of it you know it is it is really comforting and empowering and reassuring and that's what That's what we want. And we want want people to live a life. You know, people move into a care home. It's not the end of their life. It's the beginning of another chapter. So for me, they've moved house, they live here. And it's about then rediscovering what that world could look like for them and giving them all the opportunities that everybody else outside has.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that workforce feeling that they have got that power to make that huge difference to somebody, isn't it?
2: Absolutely. and say here, you know, we've got a huge, huge, well, a big workforce really, probably one of the biggest employers in the area, but actually I think everybody here really feels that they make a difference to people, you know, and and we say it's like a big family, which sounds a bit corny, but we don't always agree. We fall out. We have discussions. We have debates. Somebody might slam the door. But when the chips are down, we come together and we all know what we're here for and it's about looking after and being kind to each other and actually then spreading that to the people that we look after and enabling them to live lives.
0: Yeah. You said you've got a workforce of 300. That must be hard to to be personal to your staff when you have that many.
2: You would think so. <laughs> Remembering everybody's names. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not great on names. No, it is. It's really good. And I think, you know, the thing is, you can't manage from your office um although you know the pull is there because there are piles of paperwork you know if i look around my office now i've got lots of piles but actually sometimes you've got to leave your piles behind and just get out of the office and just go to you know go and have a cup of coffee with people go and have lunch with people just go and say hello to people and walk along with them and just be there. And I think that that's how you do it. I think you've got to have your eyes and your ears open when you're walking down the corridors. You've got to look at somebody and think, oh, they're, they're not, are they all right? Not, they don't seem quite as friendly as they were, not quite as smiley, and just then backtrack and just, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Um, you, you know, we, we work a lot on our staff well-being here. Um, we have monthly events. Uh, which the staff kind of lead or tell us what they would like to do we've got a quiz and curry coming up soon um, and it's about and and we have coffee days so I, I'll just have a day where I just completely wipe my diary out and just say I'm just going to be somewhere in the staff room or whatever come and have a coffee and a chat and and I think it's just important that we do that although you know I'm really conscious of the parts of the work that piling when I do that it's really valuable time to spend with people
0: yeah what else do you do in your well-being
2: Uh, Well, we do lots of things. We we actually started off um, in in the sort of uh, in the pandemic when people when obviously areas weren't mixing particularly, and we were very conscious that we still wanted to be one one home and support each other. Um, We always do a sort of a going home checklist.ing So before people go home, just have ten minutes to say. How's it been? How would you shift? Is everything okay? Anything we need to discuss? What were the real positives? Though? What, what did we do today? And sort of leave your baggage at work so you, you can go home and be you, you know your authentic self at home. Um, we have things uh, like the quiz and curry nights. So, and, and staff don't pay for any of this, so it's all just they, they come. Um, for the coffee day, You know they have extra sort of break time, so they can come off the floor and do things. Um, we've got a walking group. Um, which staff can go to of an evening. It's not great at the minute, but it will pick up in the springtime. We've got a book club, uh, a sewing club. So there's lots of different avenues for people just to get together with some of their interests and just chat with colleagues. Um, And it's just about, we've got quite a few of the staff on mental health first aiders as well. So there is an opportunity for people just to go and talk to those people. We make time for, for, you know, just space. Uh, that's yeah. for them um, and again it's just important because sometimes something people, some people just need to talk about something just get it off their chest and it's not always easy sometimes at home we can be try and be very person-centered at work but not everybody goes home to a person-centered home and you know if you're um i don't know a mom with children and you know busy and they it's like, what's for team mom and where's my gives me rugby kit and all that sort of thing sometimes there's not much you time so it's just about giving people a bit of time for themselves yeah yeah,
1: that's time is so important, isn't it? Mm. Um, and actually, that leads us on to um, our next question, which is that we always have a time for care slot in every episode. Do you have a mo- your most time saving tip that
2: you could share with other managers? I think my thing is don't leave things. You know, I, I'm a I'm a terrible thing. If I've got a you know a presentation to, do, I usually leave it to the last minute. It's a really bad thing to do. And I say to my staff, if we've got things, let's just get them done because they're still going to be there tomorrow. And actually, the nearer the deadline they get, the more stress you get. So if something comes in that you can do, just get it done and it's out. Then you've you've completed it and it's finished with. Good tip. Yeah,
0: definitely,
1: <laughs> yeah. definitely. So, Probably one we, we could all. all- Yeah, probably one we could all
2: benefit from, isn't it? So
0: how do you do it? How do you make sure... Do well, diary I,
2: or I, I do, do diary. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit old-fashioned so I've got a paper diary here. Um, but I do, I just think, you know, you look at your work and, and think, oh, you know, but I think, right, just let's let's prioritise that. Let's get it done. Let's let's box it off and it's out of the way then. Um, and we, ha- you know, we have audits. We had a health and safety audit next week and I'm expecting that we're going to have some actions landing in our inbox anytime soon. And, I, you know, I've got a meeting with the staff later on so I'm just going to say, let's just do it and let's try and crack them out this week if we can. They're done then. We're finished with them. We could just move on to the next thing. Um, because, there, you know, there's that huge temptation when you look at it and think, oh, God, <laughs> I'll put that yeah. till tomorrow. And it's still going to be there tomorrow, so you might yeah. as well just do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think sometimes just knocking it down and just go, right, well, yeah, this finish. is what we've got to do. we got to do yeah. this. We've got to do this. And then just absolutely. You know, focus on that for a bit and then it's then it's done. And you don't need to worry yeah. about it again, do you? Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: And often you feel so much better when it is you done. You do. Because you, you do. spent
1: longer worrying <laughs> about it than you have. And it's always just in the back of your it, mind. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: So our final question: um, We want you to imagine that you're in the lift on the tenth floor, going down with a group of registered managers, and before everyone gets out, you want to tell them what you think is your most important key message that you want to leave them with.
2: What would that be? I think it would be uh, that take a positive from every day. You know, we work with people, and you know, people are emotional beings that you know things happen. Things are never going to be perfect every day. Things are going to go wrong. But you know, actually, that's, that's okay. It's, sorry is not a dirty word. It's okay to say, I'm sorry, that went wrong, or that wasn't how we thought it would be, or this is how you feel, I'm sorry. Learn a lesson, reflect on it, learn a lesson, and actually, It it possibly won't happen again or it will happen in a different way next time. But actually every day, regardless of what may go wrong, you have made a difference to somebody, whether it be a, a relative or a resident or a, somebody you work alongside or you're supporting or a member of staff, every day there is a positive. And I think sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that because it can be hard and it can be a bit soul-destroying at times. And sometimes you kind of feel, particularly as a registered manager, you are the sponge for everything that goes wrong in the place because everybody looks to you for the answers and you don't necessarily always have them. But actually you will have made a difference every day. You will have done something really positive every day. Pat yourself on the back and say, well done
0: really good good advice but quite hard to do at times. it is hard but we have to do we have to practice (laughs) yeah
1: absolutely sorry i was just gonna say i guess there's something as well about leading by example there um you know not just doing
2: that that for the staff but actually you being part of that too yeah, I think so. Because I think, you know, uh, I said earlier, it's not about one person, but every every group of people, every community just needs someone to kind of guide them and lead them. And, uh, you know, for me, I feel that's my responsibility here. And, you know, I I embrace people coming to tell me things that are happening in their lives or things that they need help with or just offloading. That's really good. But, you know, you can take on so much, but you, you do have to give – you've got to get get rid of some of that as well because, you you know, you, you can't be everything to everybody. But you can be there for people and I think that's most important people giving people opportunity to talk but then you need to find an avenue to talk as well
0: yeah and I think that goes back to your earlier point about taking that time before you leave yeah. So do you do that yourself? You I know? do. I do
2: it with my management team, and it's particularly on a Friday. So we uh-huh. get together about quarter to five. Um, and it's not always easy, but we do. And we just kind of say, OK, what what's the week been like for you? How's yeah. it been? Um, you, you know, and it'll be yeah. OK, but what's been really great? So, and I, I say to all the staff with the staff meetings, well, you almost feel you, you can moan as much as you want in the staff meetings, but you have to end on a positive. So everybody has to come in with some positive and actually end your meetings on a positive end our week on a positive um, because you know there has been so many positive things
0: yeah it's a really good bit of advice to sort of I don't know you, you're you're reflecting a lot aren't you but you're you're kind of making sure that the end bit of where you yeah. walk out of the door is the positive thought, isn't it yeah, yeah. Absolutely. and I think it
1: links back to exactly where we started um yeah. this discussion about the um the fantastic mbe and about recognizing the positives yes um and the things that we do really well not just about the things that maybe aren't aren't going so well yeah, yeah. a really positive message i think
0: yeah yeah thank you very much for that so yeah great to talk to you and it's it's a really interesting topic uh, both in terms of integration but also in terms of kind of having a voice in 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 society and social care being really important so thank you so much for talking to you about all those Pleasure. things uh it's been really great to talk to you take care bye thank you bye. bye goodness me Wendy that was a really interesting chat about things that we haven't really spoken about before
1: Yes, Joanne had so much um, to say, didn't she?
0: Yeah. And really, um, I just think it's really interesting with that integration and, ha- and, and you know, when when you are really, really busy and managers and social care, you know, are so busy. To try and think, I must make sure that the system understands my challenges, it's really hard to, to fit that in and make it a priority. But Joanne just seems to have done that so so well.
1: And she was so passionate about it as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's 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 all changing, isn't it? You know. But I I know even just you know a few years ago, there was there was no opportunities. And as Jan sort of said, you know, now there is. We kind of got to go for it, don't we? Really. You yeah. Kind of got to got to make sure that people are listening to managers in social care, and making sure that 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 you have a have a seat. Or a voice around the table. Even if you're if you're not there physically, you are able to kind of voice those concerns to the right people. And and obviously, though the the individuals, the nurses, that have been invited to be part of this. This council is going to have those that that voice really. So it's about finding those local people and finding out. You know, how do I get a voice? My voice heard, and my my. My ideas for making changes and in whatever whatever it is that you're 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 seeing all the time and I'm sure there's everybody who is listening to this will have something in their work where they're working with other colleagues from health and they're thinking if only just it wouldn't be so much simpler but they, they don't have a way of, of dealing with it so I just suppose this is the this is the way of doing it but isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely I, I think I, I I'm I'm guessing that some people who are listening to this will think I don't really know anything about this. This is just, you know, I, I've never really understood what, what was happening. Um, Skills for Care does have an integration page, um, which has got some really useful resources, particularly if you are that person thinking, I don't really know what's going on, I don't really understand it all. Um, there's a, a document called Integration and Integrated Care Systems, what's changing and why, so really giving an explanation about what it is that's happening and and how, how that affects you as, as a manager um, and we also do sort of kind of fairly regular briefings where we again just talk about well, what's happened. So in the last briefing, there was a lot about th- these this counselling and what what is happening with, with this counselling and understanding what that's all about. So I just think it's it's something that you might think oh too complicated. I'm not going to understand it, but it's really broken down and make sure that that. Hopefully, you do think oh, I do have a understanding and understand why it's important as well. It's not just understanding, but understanding and how you can get involved. And I, I think her point about uh, the register managed networks being, you know, that that's that's a that's a good way of of getting into whatever is and making sure that your voices in those register managed are then carried on to to whatever is happening locally in terms of listening to social care.
1: Yeah, it's about seeing that bigger picture, isn't it?
0: yeah which is it's hard when you are when you're busy and you don't really have much time, but you kind of need to just me- take those opportunities because as Joanne said, you know they they are asking for our oh, input, so we need to give it otherwise they're going to lose interest in us again, isn't it? Mm,
1: yeah, definitely,
0: yeah interesting.
1: I was really interested as well in what she um, talked about about um, the butterfly model of care and the dementia work that they'd done because so many different services support people with dementia. Obviously, Joanne is from a care home, but there are so many people supported in the community by domiciliary care workers as well as care home staff with with dementia.
0: Um, People with learning disability having dementia, which again, you know, a few years ago that would have been something that you didn't know anything about, but suddenly having to think about that as well.
1: Yeah definitely. Um and you know we've got a range of resources as well on our website around dementia and I was yeah. particularly thinking about the dementia training standards framework yeah. which was reviewed um was originally the dementia core skills education and training framework but was reviewed um in 2018 and that really sets out the um the various types of training and levels of training that we would expect. People to have and there's an accompanying document there around managing success in dementia care which is designed to help people implement that framework in their organization and explains um the different tiers to the framework which reflects the 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 roles that different people have in supporting people who are living with dementia
0: yeah it's 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 really interesting isn't it because as i think as joanne sort of said you know that it's come a long way, you know, in terms of, and that's both in terms of the public uh, understanding of, of dementia, but I think the workforce training around dementia is so important to to have that understanding. And Joanne talked about the changing culture that she's, you know, that they've, they've changed how they are and how they're using those principles and lots of other things as well, not just with the people who have dementia. Yeah, it's a really interesting. So that was another great chat with Joanne and just um, uh, something that we, as I said, haven't really spoken about before. So hope you have enjoyed this episode. Um, as I said, the, the resources that we've spoken about, the dementia page and integration page, are on the Skills for Care website and there will be links in our show notes. Also in the show notes, we will add links to the Chief Note nurse adult social care ward and just a reminder this is open to all of social care so anybody you work with can be nominated if you have enjoyed today's episode please tell tell another manager about it 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 would be great to have more people listening to the to the podcast thank you for joining us today thank you very
1: much bye bye